my top five podcasters, Chris, 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 Chris Lambert, and probably myself, but this ain't about that. The mundane festival is where you at. If you've been tapped in, you know what's up. If you're a first-timer, hey, welcome to the club. The cost of admission is simply a subscription. Then rating and reviewing it wherever you're listening. Don't worry about change-ups. The cast won't break up. Even with that million-dollar contract, show up a stand-up guy who's a stand-up comedian with a stance on everything from food to media. So welcome to the show. Please take your seat. Let's find out what he's got in store this week. Who, me? I'm Don. Will you open the act? Thanks for coming out. Please clap. The Mundane Festival with your host, Chris Lambert. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another edition of. The Mundane Festival Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Aubrey Lambert, recording this episode for the week of Sunday, January 21st, 2024. Remember, as always, you can subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast listening apparatus. If you're really into this thing, go over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Give this show a five-star review. Let everybody know why you like it, because it's simply the right thing to do. And if you would like to take your love and appreciation of this show to an even deeper level, go over to patreon.com slash mundane festival and subscribe. It's three bucks a month for hours and hours and hours and hours of bonus content. This is episode 698. There's no guest. It's just me sitting here in my hotel in beautiful San Francisco, California. We actually have a pretty good day. Uh, I'm here uh, doing the San Francisco Sketch Fest. Um, I've been here since Friday, late Friday afternoon, uh, West Coast time. I landed at 420, man. (laughs) uh, And I got here um, so I, I've been having fun so far. San Francisco is very expensive. Uh, I'll talk about we'll talk about some of that. I I think the name of this episode is going to be uh, $40 breakfast. I just had my second $40 breakfast um, here. I'm at this place. It's a really nice hotel in Japantown called Hotel Kabuki. And um, it's very hip and cool it remind actually reminds me we'll talk a little bit about this too um kind of reminds me of at the beginning of garden state like the the hotel lobby is really cool and and i don't know if you could say it's kitschy but it's just it's just it's a cool nice like downtown hotel lobby and um they have a, a bar and in in the mornings they have breakfast and they have this long table where you sit, you can sit down and have a communal breakfast, uh, breakfast buffet. And the thing about this town, just I think really any city, if you don't know where you you're, you are really, or you don't know where you're going, you essentially take an Uber or Lyft wherever you go. And uh, that costs money. That'll cost you at least 15 bucks 
to get anywhere, even if it's like 10 minutes away. And then you go to the restaurant and, and you eat, you pay 30, 40 bucks, 50 sometimes. You tip people. I, I tip people. Um, so it's, it, just, it just adds up. So yesterday, I, the homie, shout out to the homie uh, Damian Lemon. He was telling me, oh, you got to check out, if you get a chance, check out the sesame chicken at the House of Nanking. And that's supposed to be like their top dish. So I just got it door dashed instead of like going down there. And uh, you can say you could walk, Chris. I'm gonna walk to the movie theater. That was a it was a, a walk that uh, I walked to the movie theater. But everywhere else, I'm I'm uh, getting in the car. But anyway, yeah, the the breakfast. So you you sit at this table and it's like a communal uh, table. So I get down there. I'm eating, and it was it was good actually. I think I had they had this like spicy maple ham. And I had eggs, I had toast, hash browns. It was good. It was fulfilling. Um, and then today, it was a little busy. I went down there this morning around 9, uh, 9 PDT time. And uh, <laughs> and there was no seats there. And so they wanted you to sit. So oh, you can sit in anywhere in the lobby, but the chairs are all awkward. I'm sitting in an awkward-ass chair Anyway, right now, as I'm recording this podcast, the things that I do for you guys to listen to this show and to give you a high quality podcast, it's just a lot. This tight ass chair. I know I'm a big boy, but this is just this is not conducive to me uh, having a good time. So I've, I've sat on the bed to watch football and 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 stuff and talk on the phone or do I've just walk around the hotel it's a nice tv it's like a i would say this is at least a 42 inch uh samsung might even be 50 if i'm not mistaken and the room is like a it's a big it's a big room it's a lot of space very uh very marie kondo-esque if i might if i must say is that the lady that's like that deals with space and rooms and stuff. I don't know. Um, so it's it's cool, but like they didn't have any space. And I'm not sitting in these awkward ass chairs with no table and I'm paying 40 bucks to eat breakfast. So I waited till the people left and then I got to my seat that I had yesterday morning and ate my breakfast. It was good. I had fruits, I had cantaloupe uh, and uh Pine, a little pineapple, and I had a little bacon, eggs, and uh, they're home, some kind of Korean or Japanese uh, home-style potatoes that were pretty good, and I had a, a pancake, some pancakes. It's pretty good. I hadn't had pancakes in a long time. So I'm good for most of the day. Um, so I said, yeah, I'm going to, I'm not, I'm not paying all this money to eat in an awkward ass chair and scrunched over. I'm not doing that, you know? So I'm not, I didn't do it because I stood up for myself. I I just waited it out. So uh, last night I did, I opened for Dulce Sloan at the Brava Theater. Brava Theater is, uh, I think it's in the Mission, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I don't know all the neighborhoods, but, it's about a 350 seater 
and they they mainly do plays like theater productions there and um it was really fun i was working on a a set like i i just i did 20 minutes and uh it went really well it was a lot of fun crowd was great um my friend and his wife my best friend since first grade one of my one of my closest friends that i've known since we were 6 came and his wife came and they picked me up from the hotel and we had dinner at this like uh sushi i think it was called like salmon sushi or something and it was cool and um we had a good time catching up and talking they have a tesla i rode in a tesla for the first time uh and uh that was neat i think everybody i think that's what you you have to get a tesla when you move to san francisco you got to get either a hybrid or an electric car and i don't blame people for doing that because the gas here is four dollars and 89 cents and i think it's about three and change in back east if you're not if you're if you're not like in if you're in jersey and you're not on a main high a major highway they're not going to jack up the price or in one of these like rich suburbs in in north jersey um it's funny thing about that restaurant that uh sushi salmon spot was that they played neo the whole time whoever worked there really loves neo and it, it reminded me of how how talented he is. Like he has, like I never had a problem with Neo. He has some really good songs. But the when when she was playing it, whoever it was playing, I was like, damn, they're really on a Neo kick. I don't know. I think that's like an a, a alarm going off somewhere in the on my floor. Hopefully you don't hear that. And hopefully um, the air conditioning doesn't come on while I'm recording. I believe. That I set the the thermostat um, uh, to a point where it won't come on, and we won't be interrupted. I don't have my mic. I'm just talking into my laptop, uh, recording via Audacity. So I'll probably just run it through Levelator and fix it up so it's it's not too bad. I hope that you can brave through this. Um, I'm I'm braving through it, and uh, yeah. So anyway. I was like, they, they really, we were just talking, talking like, they, they, somebody really loves Neo. <laughs> it, just, it was playing the whole time. And it, it wasn't bad. It's just like, he's just one of those dudes that has a lot of good songs. That dude know how, knows how to write, knows how to put together music. It's like, made you appreciate Neo. Never had a problem with him. I bought, I bought, a, when you used to buy albums, I, I bought his, his debut. I, I think I might have had a couple of his, but anyway, I go there and and they dropped me off at the theater before the show and it was nice. I had I had fun. I, I had a really good time and they had a an after party uh, at this club and uh, that was cool too. I saw met some comics and stuff. Saw a couple comics I knew and uh, yeah, it was it was nice. Um, I was not. Uh, being a recluse, I, I went and talked to people and socialized. Um, but the the bummer, the only bummer of, and I had a friend from the Lehman Trilogy, Danielle, Danielle O'Farrell, shout out to her. She, a friend of the podcast from years ago, she's on the show a long time ago, and we did 
the Lehman trilogy together. So it was great to have a mini Lehman trilogy uh, reunion. It was nice to see her. This is one of the few places that cities that I've been to where there, there's people that I know who live who live in the area. So that was that was really great. One, especially like one of the main reasons I did this festival is because I did love coming to San Francisco. The last time I was here was about 10 years ago, a little over 10 years ago um, uh, when I toured with Chris Hardwick and I was at Cobb's Comedy Club. And uh, yeah, it was a long time ago. So it was nice to be um, here again and doing doing shows. So uh, the only bummer was the fact that I bought uh, Golden State Warriors ticket, a ticket to see the, the Warriors. And uh, the, the game got postponed because one of the coaches passed away. And um, and so that, that's a bummer because I would have gotten to see Luca other than Steph Curry. Like I get to see Luca, I would have gotten to see Luca and Kyrie. And uh, but other than that, you know, it's, it's still a good time. I think I'm just going to chill today, go see a movie and um and to get ready for my next show. Next show is just, I'm doing a, a, a showcase show. I think there's like seven or eight co- of us comics doing our thing, maybe like 12 minutes or so. I have to look at the sheet. But anyway, that yeah, it's been cool. And uh, the flight over here was cool. We got delayed for about an hour. Uh, they had to de-ice the plane and clean some stuff up. And I was sitting on the window. I had a window seat. I had a window seat. I don't I don't know the rhythm of window seat. I don't know the melody of Erica Badu's window seat. I haven't heard it in a while. Uh that that's the one where she got naked in the video and I was like, "Yeah, Erica, you you um you're a legend. Not only is she immensely talented, is she an immensely talented and gifted musician. She is um very nice to look at." Um I remember that. And I was able to see them de-ice the plane. They put like some, I think they start with some yellow, not yellow, but orange liquid. And a guy gets on like a a, 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 a maintenance vehicle with a little crane that shoots out the orange liquid. And then he goes over the wing and then he puts the blue liquid and I got to look at that. And some people were kind of bummed out. I was I knew that the a day before that the the game was postponed. So I'm like, I'm not missing anything. You guys are taking off. We're going to do this flight. There's a little snow coming. You get us you get us to Can- to California. I'm good. So I was just kind of at peace with being late. You know, you don't like to be nobody likes to get a delayed flight. You're at the airport all day and stuff, but I didn't mind. I'm like, you getting us there? I'm good. So, and I I kind of feel like they made up time in the air while we were in the air. Uh, so it's it's I, every time I I get nervous and anxiety and have anxiety about flying. Um, I'm I'm starting to fly a lot more than I have been, um, but I have that anxiety. But I'm always amazed at this thing that happens every day around the world. These people are so intelligent and gifted 
that they make that fucking thing fly 30,000 feet in the air and get all these people to, to their destination safe and sound. It's fucking amazing. That is not lost on me. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. But uh, I, I do have... I do have that anxiety and stuff, but uh, you got to do it. You want to do what you love in a different town. You got to, you got to, you got to get on the planes. Um, What else? There was something else I wanted to say. So I got those showcase shows. It's been fun. One more show tonight. Uh, uh, Next, I'll probably have some spots, hopefully, within the next few weeks. I just uh, got notification that I'll be at the DC Improv with the good homie Damian Lemon opening for him in February, February 8th. Let me just make sure I got this right. Uh, February 8th, 9th, and 10th. So that'll be happening at the DC Improv. That's gonna be fun. That's gonna be, gonna be, it's gonna be a good show. So if you're in DC uh, or anywhere in the area, get tickets, Damian's fucking hilarious. He's one of the greats, and you'll get to see me and the two of us together. That'll be fun. Um, and I will I will be at Zone Three in Boston, Mass. When tickets become available, I'll let you know. Like yeah, that's the date I've got. I'm doing two shows there. Once the details come, I'll let you know. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes, but. I'm hoping, yeah, it, it, I'm looking forward to that one. Um, what else? Oh, on the flight, I, I started reading um, Morgan Campbell's debut memoir, My Fighting Family, Borders and Bloodlines and the Battles That Made Us. It's Morgan Campbell, friend of the podcast, who's been on the show several times. Uh, his book comes out on the 23rd, comes out in a couple days. I'm it's fucking incredible. It's it's really good. Morgan's a terrific writer. Um I always I always thought like, oh yes, yeah, Morgan's like he when he wrote for the Toronto, is it Toronto Sun? Or he wrote for them and his pieces that he put it's like, oh these are good. These are smart, funny. But then now that it's kind of he kind of turns the mirror on himself and his family lineage. It's it's really good. It's really uh, it's really uh, it's 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 fantastic. So I got a galley of it um, and uh, I'm 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 reading it. It's yeah, it's it's amazing. It's just it's it's really and then some parts are really funny, too. Uh, So that's that's what I'm reading right now. And if you're a friend of the pod, you know, Morgan Campbell from. Uh, when Bomani Jones was on um, the score in Canada, Morgan would sometimes be a guest and sometimes he would fill in for Bo when Bo was out. So, yeah, he's just a really stand up dude, uh, really talented. So I ho- I'm hoping to get him back on the show. The, re- and the, the Him working on this book is the reason why he hasn't been on the show in a while. So I'm hoping he's not too famous that he can come back on this show. We've launched a lot of careers on this podcast. I'm, you know, I'm I'm just going to, you know, I'm not even going to say we launched careers on this show, but there's been a lot of really talented people 
on the show that have gone on to um, uh, a lot of success. And Morgan is is one of these folks. So I hope that he will grace the pod again uh, after the debut of this uh, terrific book, man. So that's that. A couple more things and get the hell out of here. Um, TV. I've uh, st- I, I watched and finished this show that was recommended to me by Dr. Veronica Paredes, a uh, friend of the show, co-host of the Brickmasters podcast. Uh, she recommended this show, Carol and the End of the World, which is streaming right now on Netflix. It came out last month, a little over a month ago. And uh, I'll read you the blurb here on Google. With a planet hurtling towards Earth, extinction is imminent for humans. While most feel liberated to pursue their wildest dreams, one quiet, uncomfortable woman stands alone, lost among the hedonistic masses. This is a, a an animated film uh, starring Martha Kelly, who is a comedian. You might know her from Baskets, and more recently, she was the the drug dealer uh, queen pin in Euphoria when Zendaya takes all the all that suitcase of drugs and basically uses uses it all. She was uh, she voices Carol, and it stars also stars. Another friend, a friend of the podcast, Kimberly Abair, uh, who was on the show. She's on Vice Principals, uh, Better Call Saul, tons of other projects. Uh, she plays uh, her coworker. It's a really good show. It it just talks about like what what is what is kind of like ask you ask asks asks you the question of the meaning of life and what. What does it mean to live a good life? Uh, what should you do with your life? And what is fulfillment? And what what does that mean for you? It's funny. It's interesting. Um, I was looking at a, a video essay about it a couple of days ago, and they were talking about some parts dragged in, in a few spaces, or they let they let certain sequences or jokes uh, go for or for a bit, you know, but. I didn't mind it. I see what they were. I saw what they were doing and noticed um, that it, you know. But overall, it's it's a satisfying watch, especially if you like animated and uh, adult. Uh, not uh, like they actually are. They do have naked animated characters in this show, um, but uh, and some gag parts or whatever. But overall, it's it's a very solid show i enjoyed it um and yeah it was good so i recommend this so shout out to veronica dr p for uh recommending it i thought it was good uh another show i mean i mean fargo so fargo ended that finale uh i'm not going to spoil anything i'll just say i was rocking with it for nine episodes and then a quarter of the way through, almost uh, the last episode, I just uh, I checked out. I kind of I checked out like Jay Z at the end of uh, "What More Can I Say" on the Black Album when he's like, "Fuck this shit." What more can I say? When he throws drops the mic, uh, yeah, I just kind of checked out. And those of you that 
have listened to this podcast long enough and know my sensibility, uh, you'll you'll know why. Um, and that's all I'm going to say because I don't want to spoil anything. Also, um, Raising Canaan is great as always. This episode, this latest episode, I think it was episode seven. So there's three more to go, I believe, I want to say. Uh, was a good set, a very good setup episode. I almost feel like some things that I, I just, I really am fascinated by Jukebox's storyline. And I feel like, um, and I like Kanan too, but I think they they focus a lot on the grownups. And it's under, understandably so uh, with Rock and, and, um, and, 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 oh my God. Jesus, what, what's wrong with me? I don't, I'm forgetting people's names. Lou and Marvin, Rock, Lou and Marvin. I, I pulled it out. I'm not not getting Alzheimer's yet, so I'm 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 pulling it out. But um, I'm enjoying that as always. I get up early and watch it before I start work on Friday mornings. Um, so I've been enjoying Raising Canaan. Uh, it's a great season. This I think Raising Canaan. I, uh, you know what? Right now, of all three, my ranking would be my ranking would be uh, Raising Canaan, Ghost, and Force. That's what I would say. Raising Canaan is just a little more fascinating to me because of the the origin stories that it's the origin stories it, it it's exploring. You know, so I'm I'm digging that. Um, uh, True Detective Night Country first episode was aired last week. I'm loving it. I'm a big detective show fan. I saw someone on Facebook talk about, oh, is this the supernatural stuff? And I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I mean, I I don't mind it. It's it's fine. I I mean, you got you got an Oscar winning actor anchoring the show. A lot. Of, she's surrounded by other really good actors. I'm I'm locked in, and the fact that it's in say, taking place in Alaska, where everything's kind of this this remote location. I know they tried to do something. It's not. It's not. I wouldn't even say similar, but the Zal Batman Liege, Britt Marling piece, uh, murder at the end of the world. I liked it. It was compelling. Um, it was fun. But uh, detective shows are more my speed. And um, I like I like the direction that it's going. Um, I watched it twice. I don't know. I'm not as dead set on. I know when we did when Leah and I did uh, Mayor of Easttown, it's fun to to have those predictions and whatnot. But uh, I'm just going to try to see watch it unfold and just just try to enjoy it that way. Um, but it's it it's very it's very good so far. So after I'm done with my set tonight and I get back to the room, uh, I'm I'm going I'm going to fire it up and watch it. Um, yeah, I'm I'm super excited about that show. So that's as Raising Canaan dwindles down, Fargo's done uh, for the season. Um, I've I've got still have a good uh, prestige show to watch. One thing I was talking to a friend about this about Prestige TV, and we and rap shit got canceled after two seasons. It's a bummer because that show was really really good, and 
and I was telling my friend, I was like, you know, I was it, with all the upheaval and things being in flux with HBO. It, I was pleasantly surprised that rap shit came back for a second season. Um, they just did that show right. That that's the second thing Issa Rae's done. Where I'm not gonna say it's an even because she was unknown. A lot of those actors were unknown uh, when it came out. But with this one, with rap shit, it was almost what made it really interesting is the way that they serialized it, how certain things just kind of ended with a on a nice bump with a nice button. And you're really it's really compelling because, yeah, they're doing the they're you're trying to watch them elevate their career and and the the stuff that they go through. But um, where is I going with that? It was just really the the drama that um, was what's the uh, let's see. Because I was going to say Aida Osman instead of Shauna. I'd be knowing their real name. Um, Aida, Aida Osman's character, Shauna, the shit that she was going through with the scamming, and you didn't know what was going to happen. So it would have been great for them to get another season to explore that. And uh, Chameleon, who I, I'm just, she's a rapper, but I just know of her through the show. She was good. Her storyline was good. So you had two strong storylines. I know I talk about um, um, what is wrong with me in these names? Kelvin Harrison Jr. a lot is one of my favorite young actors. But this guy, R.J. Seiler, is a fucking he's a terrific actor, man. I really and I talked about this a bunch of times on the show, like. I saw in 2015, I think my first my first movie going experience at the Jacob Burns Film Center was seeing uh, me and Earl and the Dying Girl. And R.J. Seiler had a supporting role in that. And he's just terrific. I've been following him ever since that movie that they did on Amazon Prime. uh, I believe it was it was called Emergency. which was it was really good and I, I, I enjoyed it. Um yeah, he's just a really talented actor, man. He's only twenty eight. I I just felt like rap shit was just really, really good. It was headed in in a in a good direction. It's always good to see like these actors and these these shows where these characters are pursuing something and they're on the come up. It was really Great sex scenes. Even the homie, even, you know, if JL likes this show, it's a black show and he raves about it. You know, you know, it's a good show. And I'm I I come off as tending to like everything. But I and sometimes people might think it's hard for for uh, them to gauge what I like. But I try to just talk about most of the stuff I like in this fucking cesspool. That's the Internet. In this podcast, in this podcast landscape, I try to do something different a little bit. But I'm just like everybody else in a lot of ways, too. But I think this was a very uh, I just felt like they serialized this in a good way. And it was it was a very good show. Um, And I wish they 
I wish they would have had more time to uh, develop it. But also, like I like I said before, I was surprised that they got another season, because not because of the quality of the show, but just because of all the things I had friends on the inside that were aware about, you know, the goings on. And I had had that conversation with one of my friends about it and what he was telling me. And then when it came, when this show in particular came back, I was like, oh, shit, that's good. At least this one was not a casualty. And unfortunately, it is now. But it was a great series. And I hope that the creators of the show, um, I hope they continue to to do more work and, and put out you know, really good stuff. Because this one was really, really, really good. Talented black women. And one of the sex scenes were, uh, JL joked about it, the sex scenes were like, oh, it's, they were a lot. I was talking to a friend about it. I was like, how do you, <laughs> talking about how these girls, these women, they're talented actresses, they're, they're gorgeous. And then when you do these scenes, like one of my friends who's an actor was like, yeah, I, don't, I mean, if we doing all this, man, I, I, I'm going to talk to you after the show. I'm going to try to talk to you. <laughs> I'm going to try to date you. They're, they're licking nipples on this show. It's like, okay, all right. You guys are intimacy coordinator. Like, the intimacy coordinator on rap shit and the intimacy coordinator on uh, poor things was, uh, I don't know if they were working hard or they just weren't there at all uh it's it's a lot because i i think poor things i thought poor things was a good movie but i also said you could call this movie you could just call this movie emma stone fucking really um but yeah it's unfortunate about rap shit but you know it it's it's a terrific show and i guess what i have to look forward to now is uh mr and mrs mrs smith with donald glover and um, oh my God, what's my girl? That's bad. That's bad that I'm Maya Erskine. I love Maya Erskine. So, and Michaela Cole's in it. That has the potential of being really good, and it looked good. The trailers looked good, and I think that comes out in a couple weeks. So it comes out February second. And uh, yeah, I I kind of feel like I'd be I'd be binging that, uh, yeah. So I, I'm excited about that. I don't know what Amazon's gonna do if they're gonna drop it all in one time or they're gonna they're gonna wait and and do it week by week. Sometimes they do that weird shit. Hulu will sometimes do that. They'll drop episodes of they'll drop maybe one or two one to three episodes of a show. And then they'll go week to week, or then sometimes they'll just drop all the shows at one time. I got to get into the show Black Cake. That's one that I want to see. Uh, at young actress that I like. Um, what is it? Um, Black Cake. It's based on a novel. Mia Isaac is really good. I like her a lot. So it's a nice cast. It looks. It looks interesting i'm i'm definitely gonna watch that so i'll have some stuff to watch um what else oh i didn't even wow nerd alert i didn't even give you guys a nerd alert um the last of us part two remastered 
came out Friday. Now I flew out on out here on Friday, but I was not. I was. Uh, I made sure that I downloaded uh, my ten dollar uh, copy to uh, you know get the up upgrade to PS Five. Uh, this. Okay, sorry, they're coming. The cops are coming after me. Um, I really liked it. I mean, I was mainly, I was excited for the lost levels. There's three lost levels. They're really only about 30 minutes long, and you have director's commentary throughout the throughout the process, and you can listen to it, and then you can have this intro where Neil Druckmann talks about the scenes and they tell you why they cut he tells you why they cut it and it's unfinished levels uh that were gonna were supposed to be in the game but didn't make the cut and that's pretty interesting for video games and uh there's been so much back and forth and um so much um talk about is it worth it is it why are they remaking this game it came out four years ago it looked great on playstation 4 what are you doing i can't it's a money grab it's this it's that look i'm a fan of this franchise i know what they're doing they're they want they what they want just like what they did with the remake they knew the tv show was coming out they knew, yes, did they remake it a couple times for PlayStation 3 and 4? Yes, they did. Uh, they knew the show was coming out. You put out, you put the PlayStation 5 out. The TV show's out. How many times am I going to say the TV show's coming out? They did it because they knew people were going to watch the show and get excited about it, find out it's based on a game, uh, and then want to play it. And what better way to play it than on a system that gives you its highest fidelity to play it in the best way possible, that's what they're going to do. And they're going to do that. And you know if they do it with part one, they're going to do it with part two. Everybody looking for part three, it's probably not coming until, what, 2026 or 2027? Unfortunately, it's probably going to come at the time where PS5 is on its last phase of of its generation. So usually they, what, give like six years, seven years for that? PlayStation really hasn't put that many games out to my, you know, as far as, as even as a casual gamer, I could see it. I would have to ask like somebody who games a lot, the homie Tajay, I hit him up to see what he thought about it. And he was like, yeah, I just wanted to play the Lost Levels. I'm not a big like online gamer when it comes to like the what everybody was upset about was Last of Us Part Two, Last of Us Factions, and they wanted to they were upset about that and um, rightfully so because I think that would have been fun. Any addition to the world of of the Last of Us is going to be fascinating and interesting. Like you want to know because. Naughty Dog puts out such great product that, you know, you want to be you want to see what happens in this world. So I would have I would have bought that game. But what they did come out with uh, was with no return, this roguelike feature where you can you play one character uh, and you can unlock different characters that you didn't get to play with 
in the uh, in the first in part two, and uh, each character has their own attributes. And I played for a little bit. Uh, I liked it. It was really fun. People talk shit about the the story, how they felt about the the game, but motherfuckers play this game over and over and over again because they love the gameplay. And that's something that's I think, I mean, I I don't I'm not a hardcore guy, but I just know what I like and I know because I'm seeing all this video. If you make a Last of Us video, I'm probably going to check it out for a few minutes. So you probably will you will get my click. And some people have commentary and their video essays are better than others and just the way that they their presentation is, but it was really I played I was like, "Oh shit, I'm about to I might miss my flight if I keep playing this shit." But it was fun. I just had to get used to the controls again because I've been playing Spider-Man 2 for what, 30 hours, however long I played. So I had to get used because I thought I was like, I'm thinking there's a run button that I can make Ellie run. But you got to you got to you got to just hold down the the joystick, the stick, you know. Uh, So once I get used to it, I'll get back to playing it again. It's it's really fun. Like you kind of just forget. Like I know I love both games, but you can do more um, in the with the uh gameplay on part two so i think it's fun if you've never played if you've never played the last of us part two and you own a ple- you own a playstation 5 if you never played you i low-key envy you a bit because you get to experience it on the highest on the, you get the highest fidelity that you can play it on, and it looks great. The game, the gameplay is great. And if you've played it and you don't want to play it, you don't have to play it. That's that's the beauty of living in a country like this. In in the and it's that is that is a not even a first world problem. If you say, "Oh, I already have the game," uh, just play it on your PlayStation Four, or just play play it at an updated uh, fidelity on your PS Five. With those upgrades, and you don't have to get the ten dollar. You don't have to pay ten bucks to play it. You know, you just don't have to do it. So much, but it's all clickbait. It's all for clicks. Uh, that gameplay, the story, is not easy to digest. And I've said this. I've gone on record several times and have said, you know, hey, look, man, I should not have consumed that game in three days. <laughs> It's just not it's not good in that way. But because I was just I remember getting to that Rat King boss and just kept dying and dying. And I got to the point where I was like, I need a break. I can't do this. I can't do this anymore. And then I eventually got past it. I gave it some time to rest and then I got through it. And then there was still more game to play. There was still about four or five hours left. So it was a very it's a very compelling game, very compelling story. And it's not for everybody, but it's there for you if you want it. And if you want it in the highest fidelity, you you pay your 10 pay your 10 bucks or pay your your 50 bucks. If you if you already own it on PlayStation 4, you can pay 10 bucks. If not, 
50, you will get a great gaming experience. Simple as that, really. I don't know why people get so upset and angry about it. It's it's so weird. But I think it's just people trying to connect and trying to uh, be people voicing their opinions. But it just it's a little bit much. And there's so many people that have not played it and they'll never understand. They'll never get it. So it is what it is. But, yeah, it, it's I was kind of apprehensive about not apprehensive about the no return feature, but I didn't think I would be into it and only playing it for 15 or 20 minutes. I was like, "Ooh, this is fun. Ooh, this is really fun. Cause, because even, even for me, after I finished the game, I've platinumed it. That is a fun game to go back to. Cause you can just play encounters. You know how stuff's going to shake out, but it's always, it's always a little different. You can always play things differently. But with with the no return feature, it's roguelike. So if you get killed, you start all the way at the beginning and there's a leaderboard and there's this and that. But it's not that. But now that I think of it, because I I'm a person who's gone back to those encounters, it's not that far off for me to be locked in. I just have to remember the gameplay features and like I said I should be playing for spoken but uh when I downloaded that and I was like ooh this is a this could be a problem <laughs> this could be a problem I was like I'm not trying to miss my flight I just want to I just want to be connected to it like everybody else is on release day have a little fun but I I yeah, it's so good man that's that's one of the greatest games ever made I know the story of part 1 is uh is amazing and it could really just stand alone. They did not need to make a part two, but since they did, uh, I was all for it. And I, I was fascinated by Neil Druckmann and company, what they did with it. And if that's the story that he wanted to do, the fact that he wanted to do that, I was like, okay, this is, this is what you did. And yeah, people can critique it, but it's like that's the I, that's the vision you had, and you had everybody on your team executed it. I can't be mad at that, really. I I, I just appreciate part two, and if they do a part three, um, I'm I will be there. I will be there for it and, and see how it how it all shakes out. But I don't think it's coming anytime soon. I hope they do some a new IP. I hope it's a third-person IP. I hope it's not a first-person IP. Um, I hope to God it's not a first-person. It looks like that Indiana Jones for Xbox is a mixture of both. Uh, so I'll see. I'll see what becomes of that. But anyway, that's my two cents on it. I don't think I'm saying anything uh, new about it. But it's really just it's out there if you want it. If not, do do something else. Um, I'll give you a movie review and I'll get the hell out of here. How long have I been talking? How long have I been blabbing? 46 minutes. All right. That's not bad. I'll close. Oh, uh, music. Haven't listened to much that much new music, but I did listen to uh, Renee Rapp's album. Uh, let me see. Her, her. I reckon this is her. I reckon this is her debut. Uh. Let me see. She had an EP. Let me see. 
because I had just seen Mean Girls last weekend. And I was like, she can sing. She's good. What is this? Where is her music? Snow Angel <laughs> came out 20, August of 2023. She's good, man. She can sing. Uh, it's a lot of these girls kind of sing the same. They sound like a black girl. She sounds like a black girl on quite a few of her records. Uh, but she's really talented. I'm Pop is not de- necessarily my genre, but it's almost like if I listen to it and it sounds good, I was like, oh, shit, that she's good. Definitely talents there. Uh, I think she's going to be on SNL soon. So I think maybe next week, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, she's good. I listen to her. Um, Movie-wise, on the plane, I watched the BlackBerry movie, which I've been wanting to see for quite some time. I'll read you the blurb here. Um, Work hard, fail hard. Two mismatched entrepreneurs, egghead innovator Mike Lazaridis and cutthroat businessman Jim Basili joined forces in an endeavor that was to become a worldwide hit in little more than a decade. The story of the meteoric rise and catastrophic demise of the world's first smartphone. Yeah, this was I four and a half stars for this. Um, stars Jay Baruchel as Mike Lazaridis, I believe, and Glenn Howerton uh, as Jim Balsili. Balsili, as you say. I don't know. Um, really like this. I, I was the owner of several Blackberries. And I want to say I, I had one for, uh, I've had a BlackBerry for about seven years. So I might have been like 20, 25, 23, 24, 25 when I got my first BlackBerry. And, uh, and I had one until maybe 2013, 2014. Without that keyboard, they just, they did not see. It's like when they saw, they saw the iPhone in 07. They, they, it's a scene where they just look at, they're looking at a video of uh, Steve Jobs introduced the iPhone. They're like, well, we good. And it's like, no, you're not. And I remember in 2007 when the iPhone came out and I was like, that looks cool, but I have an iPod, so I'm good, I think. And I just didn't have a Mac computer, so it wasn't, I didn't really care about it. And I guess like I got an iPhone in 2020? I think I would say 2020, because my mom had gotten an iPad and I was would try to FaceTime, you know, during COVID, but they never, we they didn't have theirs hooked up, whatever, it just didn't. But I got an iPhone, then I switched to the iPhone, which I do like a lot, actually. And then I've just become a lemming, just like everybody else. Uh, so, yeah, it was it was uh, it, it was just a really good movie, really good acting, very compelling. Obviously, you know what's going to happen. I didn't know about the legal stuff, the legal drama that they dealt with. Um as far as it was things with the like insider, tr- not insider, the stuff with the SEC coming after him, I didn't know about that, and uh, yeah, it was just it was just very good. Kind of reminded me of that Steve Jobs Steve Jobs movie in a lot of ways, but not as uh, 
not as much of a character study as that one, but still very good nonetheless. That Steve Jobs movie, they did a couple of them, but the one with Magneto, Michael Fassbender. That was 2015. Danny Boyle, Kate Winslet. That one, that one was, was actually really good, to be honest with you. But yeah, so that's that's the movie, Blackberry. It is streaming. What is it on? I saw it on the plane. That was the first time I watched a movie on a plane. The lady sitting next to me was like, oh, you know that you can watch movies on here? I was like, uh, I know. I was like, do you have to pay for them? And she was like, no. I was like, oh, let me let me check. Because I had downloaded some movies to my iPad to watch. You can stream it on AMC Plus, and you can rent it wherever you can rent v- VOD. But it, it is worth it. It's it's definitely worth a rental if you're into into that sort of sort of stuff, but I really did enjoy it, uh, everybody. So that's it. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. I really appreciate it. I'm gonna uh, get ready, mentally prepare for uh, my last show. I'm gonna maybe try to take an old man nap before I go to the movie, and uh, probably just watch some football until. Oh man, football! So we lost uh, we lost Jordan Love yesterday. Well, we had Lamar. Uh, we had Lamar Jackson. He's in the AFC Championship game. So we've got um, it could not be another black quarterback uh, AFC Championship. So we only we're only going to have one hope for black quarterbacks this year. Um, I'm pulling for the. I'm, I want Patrick Mahomes to win today. He's won two already. How do I feel? How do I negotiate this? I heard the homie Sam say that he didn't want Pat Mahomes to have three, and he's on before he was thirty. And I just I I like Lamar. I love Lamar. So I kind of want it'd be nice for him to get it this year so they could get the fuck off of his back and not be able to say shit to him anymore. Um, they even they'll find a way to say something, even if he wins. But you know what I mean? Still, motherfuckers got a Super Bowl and you can't say anything about that. So I'm hoping I'm rooting for him. But if we get a Patrick Mahomes victory, uh, if if they win this weekend, if they win today, and they get to the AFC Championship, and they happen to beat the Ravens, uh, I'm not mad at that because then he'll have three, and he'll be a goat. He'll be goaded, and he'll be untouchable, and you can't say anything bad about him anymore. That separates him from his class. Uh, that just widens the margin even more. So you can't say shit about him if he wins three. And they're already trying to shit on him this year. So if he happens to pull it out of his ass and win a Super Bowl this year, there's nothing you can say about Patrick Mahomes. So I feel like I'd win either way, but then like I'm just kind of rooting for 
for Lamar. There's this clip that I posted on Instagram uh, this mor- late last night or early this morning, whatever time it was. I don't know. This kid, uh, what town is he? I think he's from. I'm gonna look it up now. I'm gonna I'm gonna find. I thought. See, you guys thought it was over. I thought it was over. This clip. Let's see if I can go. Okay. I'm gonna, so there's a kid. There's this kid, Landon who's a fan from Mississippi, who loves Lamar Jackson. And this is my favorite thing on the internet now. Athletes and kids, and the kid cries because they meet the athlete. And this kid has like this rare heart condition. And it looks like they're in this hotel and they see, he sees Lamar and he just starts crying because he's so happy. I fucking love that. And uh, a kid had on, like, gloves. He had on, like, receiver's gloves. It's so sweet. So, like, that, I mean, that fucking pulls at your heartstrings right there. Um, so I'm, I'm rooting for him this year, man. I, I, hope, that, uh, I hope that he can pull it out and, and just they'll leave him the fuck alone, even though they'll be relentless still and never actually leave him alone. But you know what I mean. Like, they can't say anything about him because he's won a Super Bowl. And it's the same bullshit that they do with Cam Newton and try to denigrate this man's career. I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer, uh, but he's he's an, he's, an, he's an NFL MVP. And I would say if he's not, he's he's in the he's in the arena. Right. He has to be. He won an MVP. He dragged these that sorry ass team to the Super Bowl. That Denver defense just was relentless and just gave him the business. But my God, you know, and they had they had that good defense that year. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shit on that defense that he had. It was it 2015, 2016. But you, you're not gonna denigrate this guy's career who achieved at every level in high school college won the Heisman uh national champ like you're not you're not gonna sit here and do that man I hate that just because he wears his wears just because he has dreads and dresses a little eccentric and because he believe I don't I don't believe everything the guy says or whatever but my god he's a an all pro NFL player he can add he can add add his two cents to the conversation just like everybody else, just like I'm doing, like I've been doing for 10 years, almost 11, just like anybody else. I don't know why they do this. They always try to tear these guys down, and it makes me angry. And I got some validation from one of my friends. um, We were talking about, like, black quarterbacks and Lamar and all this stuff. And he's like, yeah, man, I love that you post. Tom Brady, if if he's doing Tom Brady's podcast, Lamar Jackson is, and I know I'm jumping quarterbacks, but he's doing these podcasts, this Tom Brady podcast where Tom Brady is worshiping him essentially, but nobody else, no the other people, you don't want to see that. You mean to tell me? And that's what you like. He was a free agent, and nobody wanted to talk to him. Nobody, really. There's no, there's a what do you call it? Is it a dearth? 
Is dearth a word when there's like a lack of? Dearth. Scarcity, yeah. Dearth, I was right. There's a, a scarcity of, of good quarterbacks in the league, like where it's like, yeah, you might shit on Dak Prescott, but who are you? Who else are you gonna get? You know, Cowboys. I just think might be cursed, but I love, I love that. I gotta listen to that whole that whole podcast that uh, that Lamar that Lamar Jackson did with Dan, with uh, Tom Brady, because it was just like Tom Brady won the goat. One of the greatest of all time, most Super Bowl wins, is like worshiping damn near Lamar Jackson. It's like none of you other motherfuckers see that. You're God, you're king. You're not seeing him give praise to Lamar, really? Is this what you're doing, really? So that's me off my soapbox, but uh, it's been an exciting playoff, I guess. You know, I was disappointed that. Love loss, but whatever. But uh, I think it's gonna it's gonna be fun. I hope I hope I have something to root for. Uh, a lady friend of mine. I, I, we were talking about doing something for the Super Bowl, and she was like, "You mean the Usher concert?" <laughs> I was like, I was like, uh, if there's if there's no black quarterbacks in the Super Bowl, it will be the Usher halftime show. But for now. Uh, it might be me on edge watching that game. Uh, if if either Lamar or uh, Patrick is is in the chip on the 11th. So we'll see. Either way, wings will be had and pizza. All right. So that's that's it for me. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Um, it's been a delight. And this is Chris Lambert signing off from the Bay Area. Hope you have a good week and I'll talk to you next time. Take it easy, everybody.